Welcome to another episode of uh, Battle of Ballers. This is our football special and we are recording right after the United uh, Southampton game. So someone's very happy. Uh, Arindam, take it away. <laughs> <laughs> ah, United. Thankfully, they are, they are revealing themselves at the right time. So how many penalties right did you get today? Because, uh, the next round of fixtures are actually pretty interesting because United have a game against almost all of the top 10 squads. Okay. Who are there in the top 10 right now. I think they have a match against Leicester. They have a match against City. They have a match against West Ham. Leeds is, yeah, now, right now not in the top 10, but they're, you know, just in the, uh, the, the vicinity. They're in number 12 right now. They have a game against Wolves. So... Um, if this run of form continues for United, I think uh, we are looking at a very good end to the year. Okay. So, it's it's been a great comeback, I guess. 2-0 uh, down. I think before we were recording the cricket podcast, you were saying, okay, let's not talk about football and, you know, like, <laughs> let's uh, uh, put it at the end. And I guess the emotions have changed completely. Uh, that's what I want. <laughs> Half of yeah. football. I, I, I actually deliberately didn't turn on the match when we were talking because uh, it would have distracted me for sure. And yeah. uh, it's been a jinx. It's been a jinx. Whenever I watch the United game, they have either had a very bad start and then things didn't go their way or they started um, on a neutral manner and then fell fell apart towards the end. So I don't mind. I don't mind if, my, if I'm jinxing my team's performance and... Uh, if me not watching it helps, I don't care. I don't want to watch it. No, and, uh, I'm happy. I'm happy at the end of the day that United <laughs> has crossed the line. That's that's what matters. To me. So, how many penalties did you get today? Any? Not a single one. Not a single wow, one. Wow, that is amazing. Okay. Wow, that is. A yeah, that's the whole point. I mean, see, when we deserve it, we get it. Today, mostly Southampton didn't actually create such an such an instance because of which United would have got the penalty. And it was away from I mean, home too. So, and yeah, technically speaking, that's a little surprising for me because uh, United, um, I mean, it's not that they have done too bad on away matches over the last couple of years, but this year is a surprising aspect that they are winning more matches away from home, which is mm -hmm. um, a little bit of a surprise because uh, we used to be one of the toughest teams to beat at Old Trafford. Again, we have not lost too many games at Old Trafford, but then we're not, uh, we cannot really boast of a very good record as well in this. Yeah, yeah, football. exactly. I think one win out of five games so far at home. Yeah. So, so that's right. But uh, I, yeah, I mean, any uh, performance like that would uh, be very uh, good for the team, right? Overall morale of the team as well, going 2 0 down and then coming back to win a 3 2. Definitely, um, I'm I'm hoping to catch a full replay after we finish our And and um, so the other thing that uh, is happening is because you men we were talking about home and away. So England's bringing back crowd right in the Premier League. So Premier League will see crowd come back from December, and I think there's a tier system. I think tier one uh, provinces and tier two have been allowed a certain amount of people in the stadiums. And Tier 3 are still not allowed. I think Manchester is in Tier 3. Whereas I think Liverpool and Everton are in Tier 2. Arsenal 
uh, all the London clubs. And I think tier one is, uh, I don't know who, that, who, who is there. But, uh, so and the I think, worst part is, I think, uh, traveling fans are not allowed even in tier one. No, there will be no traveling fans, only home fans. Yeah. And uh, so, so what, basically, it's going to be hell for any away team. Yes, but the number of fans is also less, right? So 2,000 is yeah, not matter. even you will 10%. Have an entire, you will have an entire host of away, uh, I mean, you know, the home fans yelling at you. Yeah, yeah. Any support. So it's without not going to be an easy atmosphere to play in for here. Right. It, it it might change a few things with the home away fixtures uh, that we are seeing. Uh, it might affect uh, in some ways, but uh, I guess it's a good step towards uh, normalcy, right? Uh, yeah. Something uh, good to look forward to because uh, we are uh, bored. I mean, we're not bored, but enough of watching games without either. I think the cricket games have, we are, we are seeing crowds in Australia. Uh, and many parts um, of the world with social distancing. So that's one thing. So, okay. Yeah, if you ask me, honestly yeah. speaking, I don't really see actual social distancing happening in the, you know, in the matches. I, in fact, in the last match that I watched, which is a cricket match, mm-hmm. I didn't really see actual social distancing as such. No, but that's that's because it's in Australia. Australia is, they, their cases are actually gone, right? They don't have any. No, no. They actually have had a. They actually have had a relapse of. Uh, I think in Sydney they had to airlift uh, BBL players. So. Uh, yeah, it was pretty it's, recent. It's a, it's a bit of a confusing scenario, but anyways, uh, I just hope that football is able to uh, control it better, because I I know for a fact that a few of the Champions League matches last year actually contributed to a lot of cases. I think there mm-hmm. was a match in Italy that um, that gave a record of I think. 50,000 people getting infected in because of that one match. So, yeah. Um, Champions League, I don't know. I, I've told you this before. I don't know why we are still playing <laughs> Champions League. But I, I love to watch the games, but uh, I hope they don't bring crowds in for those games. Because... Uh, I think a few countries have already started allowing. Uh, I, I, I think so, watching yeah. A match, I recall watching a match. I think it was in France, if I'm not wrong. I think it was... Uh, mm-hmm. I don't recall which team that was, which were the teams playing, but I do recall there was crowd in one of the stadiums. Yeah, I, I don't know how it's going to work because, uh, and how are you going to distribute the it, tickets? It's all, and, a very, it's all a very just, doubtful situation right now because mm-hmm. uh, nobody is sure of what's going to happen. Nobody is sure of how it's going to, you know, uh, mm-hmm. play out. It's, it's, it's a very confusing situation at the moment. That's how I would. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's a nightmarish situation with also winter coming in strong. It's gonna uh, take some. In fact, I just feel it's a bit early to call back the crowds, but I don't know. I mean, it's it's their call, I guess. Uh, yeah, true. I mean, it, see, at the end of the day, if you look at it from an economic standpoint, it is. Mm. Uh, I think the clubs are always looking forward to it because. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Crowd easily means revenue. Revenue it directly exactly. translates to that, and if that is happening, then it's yeah. good for them. But at the end of the day, it's uh, not going to help anyone, to be honest, because even players are falling uh, sick right, left, and center. So uh, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. it's not that the players will get easy proximity to or easy access, or the fans will get easy access to the players. I'm pretty sure there will be checks in place. Um, although in Premier League, still it is pretty easy for. Uh, player to have a direct physical contact with a fan. 
I think they'll refrain from it for sure. But uh, let's not rule anything out. That's what I would say. Yeah, it's only only time will tell uh, if this is going to stay or it's going to get better or worse. We'll we'll have to keep an eye on that. Um, yeah, and then talking of Premier League, I think Spurs and Chelsea have a big game this uh, weekend, this Sunday. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 it's a bit I of a know. grudge match if I'm not wrong. <laughs> Mourinho versus Lampard. <laughs> Um, no, that way I don't think it'll be a grudge match. But then, uh, grudge match in terms of uh, Mourinho versus Chelsea. Yeah, but he, I I I think he has played against Chelsea quite a few times now. I don't think it's gonna be grudge yeah, anymore. True, but, uh, with uh, yeah, United, with Spurs, with you know, I just feel like he has had enough of those already. Yeah, I think so. But still, with the kind of position that they are in, I think it'll be a by far the most significant match against Spurs that he will be coaching a team against. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to this game. Like, if you see Chelsea's attack in the past couple of weeks has been very good. They've been scoring consistently uh, well, and so has Spurs. Uh, you know, Harry Kane, uh, this guy Son, they're in form, good, good form, and both are at top of the table. So, wow. it's. Uh, I just hope it's not going to be a boring game, uh, you know, like a nil-nil or something, like a pragmatic uh, approach, you know, because sometimes when you go for these big games, the managers take it a bit, uh, you know, cautious approach, and that's when it can turn out to be a dud. So, or sometimes, hope... or sometimes also, uh, some some supposedly big teams travel and then feel that they can wash side teams and then uh, you know <laughs> concede silly penalties. Yeah. Anyways, Let's yeah, it happens, happens. Penalties uh, obviously changes the course of the match uh, more often than not. Uh, I hope uh, if there are penalties in this game, it is only fair ones that are given out. Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> for all the teams, for all teams it is given fair. Only for uh, some particular teams, uh, penalties are Shall not be named. <laughs> No, no, I mean, if you're talking about... Okay, let's uh, quickly talk about the Liverpool-Brighton game. I felt both the penalties <laughs> were penalties. Uh, I think the one that Nico Williams... Uh, Nico Williams, sorry. Uh, he conceded in the first half was a blatant penalty. The second one, there was contact. Uh, Robo was late on the challenge. So, I don't really fault the referee there. I mean, if he's seeing that frame there, he sees a kick to Wellback. Although Wellback came out and said, I, do, I thought it was a soft penalty. So, when the opposition comes and tells you... In the you know with BT Sport, he gave an interview and said, "I feel like a soft penalty. Maybe it was, but you know, you can't do anything. I mean, if the referee's given it, he's just, given it." Yeah, just to be fair, I actually watched the second one. Even I felt that that was a bit harsh. Yeah, I mean, it was not supposed to be. I mean, uh, on any other given day, I think nine out of ten times that would not have been given as a penalty. Yeah, uh, the ball was already played and, you know, well back, uh, he himself, he never complained and he also said in the interview. So, but, you know, these things are very touch and go. I mean, especially with VAR, right? Uh, because the referee initially didn't give it and then the VAR kind of asked him to see. And when he saw that one frame, obviously, he's going to think it's a penalty. But uh, anyway, uh, that's... Uh, I would say two points lost there, but uh, still sitting at, I think, top one or two, I think, Liverpool. So, I guess they'll have a chance to come back next week. Uh, we're in the top, we're in the top right now, but uh, yeah. depending on the Tottenham-Chelsea game, uh, mm-hmm. in fact, I'm pretty sure you're going to be knocked off because 
even if it is a draw yeah you're going to be knocked off yeah, yeah. top because uh, the goal difference wise i think tottenham and chelsea both of them have a far superior goal difference than liverpool right now yeah and liverpool didn't start on top this weekend i think it was spurs who are who are at the top right now spurs are leading uh, the table right now so they will have to drop points for others to gain so yeah let's see that so that's why this game is interesting uh, it's a chance for spurs to get that gap uh, slightly bigger at the top so and for for chelsea as well right for chelsea same thing for chelsea as well so yeah uh, interesting game uh, coming up the other thing that i was going to talk about i don't know if you know that is there was a derby <laughs> that was played and now uh, we are going to briefly talk about a comp- I, i don't know most of our listeners know about this league indian super league it's called it's uh, and we had a derby kolkata derby for the first time because this time we have two teams from kolkata and it is one of the oldest derbies that has been going on for uh, decades and decades and now uh, in the indian domestic football competition and now that yeah. they are part of isl um, so do you have any uh, like any support uh, for either of them like east bengal and mohan bagan are the two teams three uh, if you if you ask me like that uh, yeah obviously because uh, <laughs> i support atk so that way if you look at it definitely mm-hmm. atk mohan bagan but technically otherwise i used to be a east bengal supporter yeah but uh, considering atk is um, i mean i would say a bigger i mean in terms of popularity for sure is a is a bigger club than east bengal and also it has merged with mohan bagan so Yeah, allegiances have shifted for sure. Okay, derby. I I think I'm in the similar boat as well. I used to like his Bengal. I never had any kind of affinity towards any of that. Like, yeah, like you know, like not as a like strong support either way. But uh, yeah, I've been supporting uh, or even following ATK for the last two three seasons, and they have been doing pretty well also, right? They won the championship yeah. twice, I think. Yeah, yeah. So I think this derby was pretty much one sided. Uh, this derby is actually not going on for decades it's going to be 100 years in a in another 5 years okay so then it's a century then it's almost a century almost a century so still decades region but almost there for it to be called yeah. a century um, yeah definitely because I, uh, the first match was in 1925 and that definitely talks a lot I was going to use the term century then I was like am I you know I don't want to I didn't check if it's exactly the same but you just cleared that up so uh good on you on that but uh, yeah that's huge huge legacy and I think this will also give ISL a a, 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 bit, of a boost. bit of a boost yeah exactly Definitely. you want to see these kind of uh, fixtures and imagine this with the crowd in the Salt Lake Stadium yeah Gonna... I mean, sadly sadly this time uh, the match didn't happen in salt lake stadium because of covid once again okay so um, let's see yeah they, they have uh, limited uh, crowd i mean limited stadiums right for the matches yeah to keep the bio bubble going exactly yeah but yeah once everything is back to normal i think i'm hoping that this will uh, it's only the start right of the big legacy that we'll see in ISL now and uh, surely 
a, a good pointer for all the Liverpool fans out there. You must know that Robbie Fowler is the manager for East Bengal FC. <laughs> <laughs> so there is some connection there as well. So um, yeah, and I hope Indian football gains so much out of this. And one day we see Indian team uh, actually competing uh, in the world stage. Uh, uh, okay. So, do you want to talk about the Champions League now? Because, man, the Champions League is happening thick and fast. The group stages are almost half done. Oh, not almost, they're they are half done, right? So, yeah. it, it's it's so hard to keep track of Champions League because it's just, even this week they're going to play again. <laughs> it's just no respite for the players. No wonder there's so many injuries right now for different teams. So, if we look at the groups for the Champions League, I think most of the groups are going as expected. Yeah, pretty I much. I don't see any, any surprise happening. Yeah. Um, There's nothing of much. Course, there, are, there are some teams that are giving a little bit of surprise and uh, may make some groups interesting. Let's see. Yeah, like uh, which ones? Well, uh, Group D, for example. Okay, Group, group D. Group D is actually sitting in a very uh, interesting position right now. Yes, but then so is Group H, right? Group H? Uh, remind <laughs> me which teams are playing in that group. Group H is playing uh, the Red Devils, uh, Paris Saint-Germain. You really, you really want to call that as a tough group? I mean, uh, no. If you look at the points, no, between Paris and Leipzig, they are both at six, right? It's same as Group D. Both Ajax and Atlanta both are at seven, and both United and Liverpool are at nine. So anything can happen there as well, as far as I see it, because Paris are, have a game against United and Leipzig also have a game against United. And Paris and Leipzig have a game against each other, if I'm not mistaken. Or no, that's done. So Paris and Leipzig can't play each other. So they play Istanbul and United. So they have to count. It's safe to say both Paris and Leipzig will be beat Istanbul. I mean, no disrespect, but I, if we see that, okay, let's just say they both beat Istanbul, then all teams are at nine points, right? Then it will come, come down. Yeah, the three teams, sorry. When, uh, when I mean all, I mean United, Paris and Leipzig are all at nine points. Considering nine yeah, considering uh, Paris and our Leipzig beat Istanbul. So then it will basically come down to the two games that they play against United, right? Whoever wins that game will go through for between Paris and Leipzig. And United probably have to draw. Just one they, game. Yeah, if they draw one game. One game they are through because their they goal through, difference yeah. right now is pretty strong. No, but in Champions League, goal difference doesn't count. Champions League is head-to-head. Champions League, uh, it doesn't matter what your goal difference is. First, they see is head-to-head. So, let's say it's between United and Leipzig. They're going to see uh, head-to-head how okay, they have so performed. Basically, then, then in that case, United are winning because United are going through. Because United has won the first game between both uh, PSG both, and uh, Leipzig, correct. So, so that way United will go through, even if they draw any one of the games. If they draw, but if yeah, any one of the games. So yeah, it's interesting. I mean, there, there are possibilities there, but even Group D, like you said, 
Liverpool 9, Ajax 7, Atlanta 7. And Liverpool, although have a game against Mi- Michelland, who are zero points. <laughs> uh, but you never know. But uh, they have done their quota with Atlanta, who are the stronger side. So that's done. So I guess it's going to come down between Atlanta and Ajax. And then, yeah, Liverpool have to draw one of the games between Michelland and Ajax, I think they're playing. So that's a tough game too. Ajax is not easy. So I think Ajax game will be interesting. Other than that, I don't, like you said, yeah, the other groups are looking pretty sorted, right? Unless, <laughs> okay, okay, I'm no. I'm surprised that uh, Inter Milan has actually crashed. I was going to say. I was going to say that Group B, look at Group B. How have we never talked about Group B till now? Eight points, Munchen Gladblack. Seven points, Real Madrid. Shakhtar is four. They all have a chance. They all they have all a chance. chance. Inter is the only one that's knocked out. No, it's even Inter, if they win both points. the games. No, even if they win the both both the games, they're still at eight points. But yeah, it's a it's a very outside chance. It's, a very, it's a very outside yeah. chance because right yeah. now... Uh, yeah, it's, it's possible because Inter, possible, the last yeah. games are against Shakhtar and Mönchengladbach. Yeah. So it's it's possible. It's very much possible. Uh, let's. I see. think that Shakhtar result against Madrid has thrown the group open. Yeah, I think their victory against Madrid, although they lost to Mönchengladbach by five goals, I think five nil or something. So. Okay, so I think I think Group B. D and H are kind of interesting. Other than that, Chelsea and Sevilla both are sitting at 10 points each. <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> Barcelona, Juventus are... Dortmund has already gone through. Lazio... Um, yeah. I doubt Barcelona has gone through. Brugge is actually going to make it. I really doubt that. Yeah, I don't think... Barcelona... No. Yeah, that, of course, although it's a dead rubber, I would still say the game uh, in the December... In the second week of December, it's definitely going to hold some yeah. interest for a lot of fans because even uh, you know the broadcaster is uh, billing it as the battle of the two goals. Yeah, and uh, Ronaldo missing the first game, I think. Uh, yeah, it gives it more, even more yeah. significance because uh, UA will want to you know um, prove a point that. Yeah. You guys won at home only because court was not playing, something like that. I'm pretty sure that's what they'll be trying to uh, point out. Forget you, and if I think it'll they be don't. Kind of a sweet return. It'll be kind of a sweet return for a venue which uh, Ronaldo has had very yeah. Uh, yeah. some memorable experiences playing and some not so memorable as well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And forget, like I was saying, I mean, for you said Juve. I think even if Juve uh, was not gonna play uh, Ronaldo, he would take a charter flight, fly himself, and <laughs> start start himself. That's <laughs> his motivation level. Yeah. So I am certain that he will play this game no matter yeah. what. So he yeah, will kill, he will kill Pirlo if, if anything goes wrong. Yeah, he the, kill if not him. At least his sister will. Yeah, in the first game itself, he said, I'm fit and I don't know why they're not playing me, but it's okay. Good luck to you guys. So and he's already... went on a Twitter rant about how UA and the administration are liars and fools and all that. I mean, that yeah. was too much. Yeah, yeah I think that, that those things are a bit too much. I mean, it's not, yeah. um, you know, create a bad atmosphere around yeah. the side. But yeah, that's... 
Yeah, that that's a dead rubber. But like you said, yeah, it should be a good game. Uh, it holds. Basically, it's a it's a match within a match. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, uh, maybe within a week uh, we will know a bit. Some of the other groups will get a bit more uh, clearer after the games this week, I think. So that is something to watch out for. Um, okay, so. Before we wrap up, let's do the uh, baller of the week and uh, except the weekend games, right? We go by the last weekend and the week that happened. So, who's your nomination for this uh, episode? Just to be just to be fair, I'm uh, naming someone outside the Liverpool uh, and United teams. Okay, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna do that as well. Yeah, Mares for his hat trick, but that happened this week though. This weekend, sorry. So, uh, yeah, technically that is also true. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's not count this weekend. I was going to actually say uh, Jose Mourinho uh, because of the Spurs City game that happened actually, last yeah, week. Actually, that's a, that's a strong point. Yes, I would agree. I would agree. Yeah, I just felt he like that. basically was such... made Pep look like an idiot. Absolutely. His tactics were spot on. I was so impressed watching the game. Like he, It was like clockwork. The way he set up the side, and we all know City is no mean like you know they just yeah, beat. Yeah, definitely. Them. I mean, <laughs> let's not forget I have touted them to win this year. Yeah, uh, I have to against all against all logic, of course. No, I have but, them as a top uh, finishing top this season as well, and to beat them with such conviction with a clean sheet, and I just felt like Mourinho had a I mean, master plan. Because of this performance, you actually have, uh, you know, city uh, fanatics. I should call them fanatics. There are some fan cl- uh, fan clubs that they have. They actually really? posted on Twitter saying that when was the last time uh, City actually scored a goal? I don't recall. Oh really? They wow. They actually posted that. Yeah, I had a. <laughs> I have a. I have a friend who is a City fan. I don't know for what reason, but no. uh, yeah, he follows. He. He, he was actually, the last time I met him, he was actually surprised that I follow United. He was asking me why. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't have too much time to uh, respond. <laughs> My simple response would have been, uh, see, you know, I follow I follow teams which try to win without money. Yeah. No, I mean, um, I don't know. If, 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 it, yeah. I, I mean, I, I felt like that performance was great from Mourinho and his tactical team. Um, and I felt like uh, it was a uh, class given to none other than Pep Guardiola, who's supposed to be this, uh, um, you know, great manager with this great team, expensive squad that he has. But yeah, so if we agree, then Jose Mourinho will be our baller of the week. In fact, he's playing a game right now with Chelsea. It's just going to start. So uh, we'll see. Yeah, and, he had a, and, he, and, and he just had a kind of a less than warm uh, you know embrace with frank lampard right now yeah i just saw that i think yeah a player i think he kind of reveled with when when he joined i think those were lampard's best years since we're talking about lampard and Mourinho, i just want to put something out there i know lampard is a great player but it says something when Mourinho wants to sign or wanted to sign Steven Gerrard back then for Chelsea, even with Lampard in the squad. That must have hurt him a bit back then. I think that would have hurt him. Because um, that time, yeah, I, I remember a lot of way, Lampard. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it would have. 
because that time there was a lot of comparison with Lampard Gerrard right like they were very similar uh, sort of midfielders and that says something that when your manager wants to sign Gerrard even though you're in the team uh, in the starting yeah actually but, uh, uh, I, I don't <laughs> deny that I mean uh, Gerrard yeah. and Lampard I think uh, there was a time I think in the England squad when you had uh, oh man just right in the dead <laughs> center of the squad you had these two players for sure but england never used their players properly they never used Be- they had beckham scoles gerard I mean, that lampard time, that time it was, Owen. it was a kind of a it was kind of a dream team you had i think what look at wayne Rooney at the top you uh, had Owen, uh, michael lampard, Owen. gerard uh, beckham on the side and uh, on the left flank maybe ashley cole or maybe uh, um scores yeah scores as well scores could have been uh, maybe a number 9 uh, the 2002 Rooney, world cup uh, is what i'm referring to if you see the 2002 world cup they had owen beckham leo ferdinand paul scores gerard lampard oh my god, oh my god. should How i continue should i continue like they had a star side they, uh, they just did and they were playing that 442 like making both uh, killing oh the creativity God. of both lampard and gerard they should have played 433 with three midfielders being beckham uh, gerard and uh, lampard opposition was done yeah technically they, they were done but yes. uh, they never did <laughs> so yeah what could have no, been let's let's not uh, let's not take it that way because uh, england has always had good teams but I don't think they have ever utilized them properly. Uh, yeah, Gareth Southgate, I think, has brought about a bit of a change. Um, I really like the way England are playing nowadays. However, yeah, they didn't perform too well in uh, the last one, in the last tournament. Um, yeah. The League of Nations, that's what they're calling it. It wasn't exactly a very good, uh, you know, match for them. They had a good World Cup, though. Under yeah, Southgate. Yeah, they had a good World Cup, team. and... Uh, I'm hoping that they have a good euro next year. I think one thing for Southgate is I think he plays players in their position irrespective of their reputation. I think that's reputation and also I think he looks at the form a lot. Yes, he doesn't go by just the name. He yeah, looks the name, at the yeah. form. Yeah, that's a big uh, okay and hope to talk to you guys next weekend with uh, way more updates and uh, for the Premier League and the Champions League. So Stay safe, everyone. Till then, talk to you soon. Please like, share, and comment uh, on our episodes, and let us know how, what you want to see and what are the changes you would like to see. Yes. Um, all feedbacks are welcome, and we do need your support to grow this channel. We are also uh, active on Instagram. Uh, reach us out on that as well. Wish you all a good sporting week. <laughs> <laughs>